at mnsoybean.org backslash stepping dash up. Now that summer season is closing in, plan your travel to the beautiful central Minnesota lake country. The American by Wyndham Wadena has a new fresh lodge look and provides a central location for all the lakes area events. From craft shows and summer festivals to enjoying surrounding parks and lakes. Book now at 218-631-1580 to reserve your dates at the American by Wyndham in Wadena, 631-1580. Welcome into the morning sports desk on this Thursday, the 19th of May. I'm CJ Baumgartner and Corey not able to join us today, but we're still going to try and talk a little bit of sports because the Minnesota Twins, despite getting swept by the Houston Astros last week, have responded nicely by winning their last two series. And I got to admit, that series against Houston didn't go well, kind of put a damper on my how good are the Twins this season because Houston, I mean, I know the Twins are banged up, so that's a little bit of a, you know, I'm, I'm softening the blow, but it definitely was a punch on the chin, but they won a series against Cleveland, who's in second place in the division. Then they took care of business, won two or three on the road in Oakland on the West Coast, which the Twins haven't won a series there since 2011, so 11 years since they've won a series in Oakland. And I'm not saying that uh, I'm going to get way too invested in this Twins team, but... I mean, I mean come on. I, I mean, I'm... I'm a homer. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon about as quickly as possible. Uh, me and Corey had an interesting discussion about what, uh, yesterday about off the air about, uh, which Minnesota team do we think is closest to winning a championship? And we can save that discussion for when we're both on here to really dive into it. But I will say, I don't think the twins are far off, at least maybe not this year so much, but they have, uh, it, it resembles, and I've said it before on this program, it resembles a lot of that early 2000s Twins teams where they had a good roster in place, but they were just able to pull up prospect after prospect. You know, you, you already had established guys like Pierzynski and Koski, and you know, you had players on the Tory Hunter was there and, and David Ortiz, but you, you lose those, some of those guys to Pierzynski's and the, and the Ortiz's, but you're able to pull up a Joe Maurer. You're able to pull up a Justin Morneau. You're able to pull up a Michael Kadire. You're able to trade for a Liriano and a Nathan, and you're able to find a Johan Santana. And all of a sudden you're just able to piece together this really good core of players. And, and so I think the twins have that when you look at Larnick, Kirilov, Lewis, they have these guys where they just keep pulling up these prospects. Jose Miranda, once he kind of starts to figure things out. So, I mean, it all comes down to pitching. I know it does. The Twins feel very confident in their young, uh, pitching arms that they have sitting in AAA right now. And they're probably, and they're hesitant as they should be to pull all of them up at once. But, uh, I think, I think they're, this window is just opening. These, these Twins are going to be competitive. For the next five years, at the very least, as long as everything holds together. But speaking in the here and now, 
Uh, Carlos Correa came back from the injured list. Of course, Royce Lewis going back down to AAA, much to my chagrin. But anyway, Correa looked strong coming back. He was hitting really well. He was starting to really find his stride uh, about the last week or so before he got on the injured list. He came off, went two for four yesterday with an RBI, also had a walk. Uh, so he hasn't missed a beat. Carlos Correa is going to be fine. Granted, it was a pretty bad Oakland team. Uh, the Twins won 14 to 4. They scored all 14 runs, by the way, on only singles and doubles. No home runs. So, interesting, uh, little tidbit there for a Twins team that sometimes relies a little bit too much on home runs, but, uh, they still get the job done when it matters. Also, we're, uh, 10 of 17 with runners in scoring position, which is a very, very good average. That's over 500, uh, in that series with or in their last 10 games, or, or whatever. So they've done a much better job of getting hits in clutch situations, which the April Twins didn't have much success doing, and neither did the Twins all of last season. So encouraging to see. Also encouraging to see is the Twins' next uh, upcoming schedule here. Uh, they're going to play some pretty soft teams. They've already played um, Oakland twice in uh, two different series in the last week and a half. Uh, but now after beating Oakland in a two uh, two games out of 3, they now have a three game series at Kansas City who's uh in fourth place in the division. So they have a chance to pick up a few wins there. Then they go back home against the Tigers who they swept a month ago. Then they play a five uh, a four game series at home against Kansas City and go to Detroit for five games. And then they go to Toronto but before they go to Toronto, it's already June 2nd after that series in Detroit, that five-game series, which includes a doubleheader on Tuesday, on that Tuesday, that second and uh, second day of the series against the Tigers. But either way, they have a really good opportunity in front of them to win a lot of baseball games. Now, they're not going to rip off like... 10 wins in a row. I'm not saying that they can do that. 10, winning 10 wins is as fluky as, as anything else. Having a, a long, sustained winning streak. But, I like the Twins' chances to win each of the next three series, four series, with Kansas City and Detroit. I mean, this is, their, their schedule's being softballed to them right now. Uh, and, and it always kind of is softballed because the American League Central is a pretty weak division at least has been very top heavy it's like you have one good team and the rest are all kind of trying to figure things out which is how it's shaping up this year the white Sox lost to the royals last night so the twins lead in the division now is at a three and a half game lead the twins are the only team in the american league central above the 500 mark uh as we're a month and a half in to the 2022 season so the twins have a really good opportunity to take advantage of this to win some games and and get back in the uh I mean just kind of get a good taste back in their mouth that three game series against Houston was definitely a slap in the face but uh after winning the next two series they've kind of made up that ground um so again they have a great opportunity to try and distance themselves from the White Sox even further now the Sox have about they're playing a lot of central teams too in the next couple weeks so it's not that the Twins have a much easier schedule but that being said, you still have to win all the games in front of you, and the Twins have known to disappoint us before, so I'm not gonna, not gonna say, I'm not gonna put any guarantees out there. But what I am trying to say is, this Twins team is gonna be good, they're gonna be competitive, and if everything goes well, come September, we're gonna be talking playoff baseball in the Twin Cities again. 
There's also one last thing with Royce Lewis I want to touch on. Uh, I know uh, uh, he got sent back down to AAA yesterday. We talked about that on the program. Corey also mentioned that they're sending Lewis down to try and have him work on multiple positions. And the reason that they're doing that is because nobody's taking time away from Carlos Correa. But the twin, if the Twins thought he was still a year away, thought that like maybe we'll wait till Correa leaves in free agency and we'll figure, and then we'll bring up Royce Lewis. No, they want him on the big league club because they're sending him down to AAA to work on multiple positions. I know some people speculate it's first base or the outfield. I don't think it's either of those two. I think both of those two situations are taken care of. I think Arise and Kirilov and Miranda, some combination of that, if Sano ever gets back in the fold, I think they can try and hodgepodge that together. Uh, I don't think first base is a major concern for this team. I What I think is third base, and not so much the positional aspect of a Gio Urshel is a, a very good defensive third baseman, at least has been this season, been able to make some flashy plays, but... I think it's the bat, and I think you'd rather have... Whose bat would you rather have in the lineup if you're the Twins? If you're manager Rocco Baldelli and you're putting your lineup together, would you rather have Luis Arise in your lineup more consistently or Gio Urshela? Both are fine players. Uh, Arise better than Urshela, at least with the bat. Urshela's a better fielder. But in terms of pure lineup, and that's how a lot of major league teams think nowadays, is just run production. How do we score runs? And... Arise gives you a better chance to do that. Then Urshela also adds you a little more diversity in the lineup. Uh, I, I think Arise and Kirilov when he gets up here because Larnick will get healthy as well. Uh, so then you put Larnick in left field, Kirilov at first, split time with Arise. And then you have Kepler in right, Buxton in center, Celestino kind of manning that backup. There, there's a way you can see all the this Twins lineup coming together. I just think Urshela seems like the odd man out, and not that he's necessarily playing bad or warrants to get time taken away, but Royce Lewis is just so special, and he's played so well that, you know, it'd be wise to put him back in your lineup, and third base seems like a logical conclusion, because even if uh, Carlos Correa, because if Carlos Correa stays... Then you gotta figure out what to do with Royce Lewis next season and third base seems like the most logical option for him. Now he hasn't played any other position other than shortstop in three years because of COVID and injuries and all that. So he needs some time and the twins feel like it's best to do it in the minor leagues and get him consistent at bats, let him get his confidence. I understand the argument. I don't agree with it. I think he should just be up here either way. Uh, the one argument with Royce Lewis is service time is that everybody says Royce Lewis isn't... The Twins are only sending him down because they're trying to save money on his contract. And for those who don't know, service time is a weird thing where uh, you have to play a certain amount of major league innings before you're allowed, or games, I can't remember what the rule is, before you're allowed to hit free agency. And a lot of teams, when they have these young prospects, they really kind of hold them back a little bit intentionally, and the whole league does it. But they hold them back intentionally to get maybe an extra season out of these players while they're still on very cheap contracts before they can officially hit free agency and negotiate their own uh, salary. That's not the case with Royce Lewis. And I don't mean like that's not what the Twins are doing. I mean that's physical, that, that's literally not the case because of the way the rules are structured. The Twins actually lost service time on Royce Lewis by calling him up. 
this season. They could have kept him down there and tried to save him for another season. But they're he's going to get to free agency just a little bit quicker. But the Twins were okay with that because they felt like they were ready to win. And that's and that's good. I think anybody who tries to tell you that that the Twins were doing it to save money doesn't know what they're talking about because that didn't actually happen. Like the Twins actually lo- probably lost money in that minimal, but lost money. And two, it's just a lazy take. I, I I'm sorry. The the I understand the cheap ownership argument is a win and it's very easy. And for a long time, that was the case in Minnesota. I'm not trying to say it's not warranted. I just think if that's your first go-to every time is the twins are penny pushing. I think it's just, I don't know. I don't, I think, I think you need to think a little bit further than that. Sometimes it is the case, but I think not every time. And I think you got to go back and forth each way. All right. There's one last thing I wanted to talk about, and that's with the Minnesota Timberwolves. So they're getting ready to, they might hire a new president of basketball operations. Uh, his name is, uh, as we pull up his, uh, so we pull up the article here, according to trade rumors, according to trade rumors.com, uh, and John Krasinski, who covers the Wolves for the athletic, the Wolves are pursuing the Denver Nuggets president of basketball operations, Tim Connolly, for their open position. And uh, nothing's official yet, uh, but the two sides are very interested in one another. And the Twins already have Sanchin Gupta, who's the interim president of basketball operations, filled in after Gerson Rosas was fired for uh, for a multitude of things. Uh, but it wasn't, I'll tell you, it wasn't performance related. He put together a solid roster. And Gupta wasn't the guy who built the team, but he was in the room. So I can understand why people want him around, why Chris Finch, the head coach, wants him around. Because, I mean, if you bring in a new guy to lead the ship, they might want a new coach as well. So he wants Gupta to be there, obviously. There's a lot of guys in the building who are fans of Gupta, according to reports. But with Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie set to take over the team from Glenn Taylor in a year, I mean... They probably want quote unquote their guy. They want a new ownership comes in, a new boss comes in, and they want to bring in their people and kind of establish their culture and whatever. And that's fine. The Wolves haven't necessarily established themselves as basketball juggernauts who reinvent the game and have this great system. The Wolves have been a mess for a long time. So if, I mean, I could see why Laurie and Rodriguez wouldn't necessarily be, uh, beholden to the way Glenn Taylor ran things. But look, the Wolves finally have a good thing going. They have their best team in nearly 20 years. And it's young. It's exciting. It's all this stuff. And I'm not going to say that they can't go hire this guy and not bring in Gupta. Because we have no idea if Gupta's a good executive or not for the Timberwolves. If he's a good person to evaluate basketball talent and bring in guys. We don't know that. But if you are going to bring in a new guy, and Denver has been a good team for the last five to eight years. They've been consistently good. But if you're going to do it, you just better know what you're doing because if you ruin it, you're on a pretty good footing right now as coming in as new owners, the team's young, it's exciting, it's fun, all this stuff. So if you're going to come in and make all these changes, just be right. Otherwise, you have the potential to once again turn off Timberwolves fans who have already been turned off for the last 20 years and are finally starting to get reinvested in this basketball team. All right, that's going to wrap things up for the morning sports desk on this Thursday, the 19th of May. This episode is brought to you by Verizon. 
With Verizon, you can now get a private 5G network, so you can do more than connect your business. You can make it even smarter. Now ports can know where every piece of cargo is and where it's going. Robots can predict breakdowns and order their own replacement parts. And retailers can get ahead of the fashion trend of the day with a new line tomorrow. With a Verizon private 5G network, you can get more agility and security, giving you more control of your business. We call this enterprise intelligence. From the network America relies on, Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available in select areas. Pre-qualification required for private 5G network. Terms apply.